name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the moon. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to 007, a James Bond podcast. The podcast that comes to you usually every six or so months when we actually end up doing one of these. Because today we actually have a reason to do it. No, we're not doing the commentary of Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Not that one. It was Times Up Forever that we're going to be doing next. It's been so long since we did an episode, I can't even remember what we're meant to be doing. <laughs> And it doesn't matter, because we're here to talk about something more important. The first of about 327 episodes we will be doing on James Bond 25. That's right, the next James Bond entry in the Bond franchise has all but been announced. Well, it was announced a long time ago, but we've got news, actual news. Well, not the news we were hoping for, but some news to talk about in this episode. Yay, both our listeners rejoice. My name is Ben. And insert quote here. <laughs> and my name is Colin, and oh, it's still not Idris Elba. <laughs> um, no, well, you know, I I don't I don't have a witty comeback for that. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. I, it's been a while, Colin. Hello, I think the last time we did one of these was sitting on the couch in Winnipeg talking about Goldeneye. So, um... Yeah, saying we guarantee we will be back soon <laughs> for our next episode. It's been more than six months. Um, <laughs> but I guess it also doubles up too, because we, we were sort of thinking of doing an episode anyway for Bond 25 in April, just because it is 12 months now until the release of the film, until they no doubt delay it by another couple of months, as it always seems to be getting delayed. But, of course, this week we, we had the big reveal of the cast that we all knew was basically <laughs> going to be anyway, except for a few people who uh, we didn't know. And the return of a favourite who, let's be honest, we're very excited for. Sadly, we didn't get a title. Uh, we've got a mini synopsis of it. Um, I guess initial reactions from yourself. I mean, I mean, you didn't really think it was necessary for us to do this episode. <laughs> but, I mean, you could have some reaction, don't you? Uh, well, I mean, I've spent a good amount of time telling Jamie about all these things. It's like, and Leia Sadu's going to be back, and Rami Malek's going to be the villain, so we'll finally see him as something decent. <laughs> and Jeffrey Wright's there, and we still don't have a title. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, 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 cool. <laughs> Daniel Craig's still back? I'm like, yeah, Daniel Craig. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we usually have this big press conference for the Bond film, and it was rumored to be happening earlier this month, and then it didn't. And then, kind of, a few of the fan sites had reported that it was going to happen because both Good Morning America and whatever the other one is in Britain, Good Morning Britain, um, <laughs> got a gosh, get up, love, um, Britain, um, <laughs> both announced that they were having exclusive Bond exclusives this week, and then sort of the official Bond uh, Twitter and Facebook page trumped them both by saying, like, hey, we're having a live announcement, so get stuff, both of you. Um, and it was it was kind of very just laid back, wasn't it? They were on location in Jamaica. Uh, Rami Malek couldn't even be bothered to go to Jamaica. <laughs> um, he was in New York still. So, I mean, how many 
in a row have we had of these press conferences? Because, I mean, has that happened for every Bond film, or has this just kind of been a recent thing that they had this big press conference to announce everything? I can't remember if they had them for all of Pierce Brosnan's. I remember GoldenEye because that was, in a way, my introduction to James Bond because I remember when that press conference was on TV, my mom being like, oh, it's Pierce Brosnan. I remember saying back in the 80s when he was on Remington Steel and he, was, he should make a great G- James Bond. And I'm like, who's Pierce Brosnan? It's like, he's the guy who gets hit in the back of the head with the orange and Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Who's James Bond, by the way? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He also gets hit in the back of the head with an him. orange in Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a delay to see. It's going to be on his tombstone. James Bond and got hit in the back of the head with an orange by Robin Williams. You thought you'd forgotten him, I, eh? I, I... Now you probably will. <laughs> I, I don't remember if they did it for the other Brosnan movies, but I remember the casino. I think everybody knows the Casino Royale yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Daniel Craig you know, in his little boating incident and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Quantum of Solace, can't remember if they had one. I'm, I'm sure they did for Skyfall. I think we remember the Spectres. So if they don't do it for everyone, I mean, they've done it for at least the big ones. And I guess considering it's been, by the time this comes out, it's going to be, what, like four and a half years in between Bond movies? Like, remember back when Casino Royale came out? where like, there's never going to be a gap that long again before <laughs> a Bond movie. Mm. And then there was Skyfall and now this. Um, I feel like it's warranted just because of how long it's been. But at the same time, like we all knew Daniel Craig was coming back. I mean, the news of that was, I don't know, a year and a half old. It was already pretty much known that Leia Sadu was going to come back. Uh, Rami Malek's been hinted at for a long time. I mean, the only thing that really would have been groundbreaking would be if they would confirm Christoph Waltz, because that's still up in the air. It's still one of these things where it's like, yeah, it it could happen. It's probably going to be like a surprise cameo if it does. But I feel like that's a reason for a press conference. And I don't want to, you know, be critical because any James Bond news is good James Bond news. But the filming started weeks ago already. I mean, if you're going to do it just for the sake of we're announcing this, do it when the filming starts. Don't if you're doing it weeks in. Wait a few more weeks till we have something else bigger. Well, I think it's also important. I mean, we haven't had a chance to chat about anything that's kind of happened really um, with the development. And obviously, I think most people listening to this would be Bond fans, so they would know it. But, you know, it has seemed to have gone through a bit of production issues, particularly around, you know, the directors. Danny Boyle, of course, was announced as the uh, director and then basically had a falling out and kind of left the project over sort of rumours around the death of James Bond and kind of, you know, not wanting to go that direction with things. So, uh, I mean, there's been a bit of issues around this. It was meant to come out at the end of this year, then it was pushed back to February 2020. Now it's got a date of uh, April 2020, so kind of there's been issues around that as well. And then, yeah, as you were saying, kind of a lot around the casting, I mean, you know, Rami Malek, I think, has been attached to this project for a very long time. So that wasn't a surprise at all. Leia do as you said, um, it's kind of only really been the minor ones, really, that are the ones that you're like, oh, okay, yep, cool, those people. And then I think probably the casting that's maybe the most exciting, I guess, I know from your perspective, Noel's perspective, my perspective, and I think a lot of Bond fans' perspective, is the return of, of Jeffrey Wright as Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about the casting in a second as well, but just with the directing sort of situation... Uh, I mean, Carrie Joji Fukunaga, Fukunaga, I, you know I'm not going to be able to say it. That guy who directed the first series of True Detective. True Detective. Um, the True Detective guy. <laughs> yeah, the True Detective guy. 
Uh, I mean, are you very familiar with him at all? Because, I mean, I've not watched True Detective. I've, I've heard only good things about, well, the first season. Um, so I would like to. Uh, but, I mean, are you familiar with, outside of True Detective, any of his work? And is he a good fit for Bond, do you think? Uh, I mean, based on True Detective, like, I'm not expecting True Detective Bond. But if I look at the last couple of directors they picked where – Sam Mendes, based off of his filmography before he did Skyfall, you would think, well, that's not very Bond-like. But it got you excited because you're like, well, he's a really intelligent filmmaker. He's very different. He'll do a Bond movie still, but he'll bring a new twist to it. And you know, the same could have been said for um, uh, who's the guy? Mark Forrester, who did uh, Quantum of Solace because he had come off of Finding Neverland. And what was the other one he did? Oh, who cares? He directed Quantum of Solace. I don't give a shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he had, he'd done like some Oscar, you know, nominated movies though. And, uh, yeah, Kerry Fukunaga, um, (laughs) you gotta have the voice inflection. Fukunaga. I just love the way you say it. Fukunaga. Fukunaga. Uh, I mean, True Detective is the only thing of his that I've actually seen. Uh, and I loved True Detective and, um, it's a really different show. I think what makes me excited about that is that, of all the true, I think there were seven episodes in True Detective. No episode felt like it was the same as the other episodes. Um, and he did some daring things, like there was uh, one episode where there was, I think, a seventeen-minute-long raid on a drug house or something like that, and it was all done in one shot. And like you had helicopters in there and everything, and people were just talking like, "This is crazy." They did seventeen minutes in a single camera, single shot. So I think he'll do some creative things. Um, I know the movie Beasts of No Nation he did with Idris Elba uh, <laughs> was very well received. Uh, but the other thing uh, I think that's kind of noteworthy is like he's been looking for his big break into Hollywood for a while now. And he was the original guy attached to do the It movie that came out a few years ago. And I think he still retained like a producer or writer's credit based on some of the work he did. But he dropped out of that one. So here we have the guy who had a, his first big high profile Hollywood movie and he chose to walk away from that, you know, and now a couple of years later, he's coming back to bond replacing Danny Boyle who had big Hollywood movie and chose to walk away from it. So I have faith that if he walked away from it, a movie that he's like, you know what, this is hard to screw up, but I don't want to be the guy that screws it up. He's not going to come into bond and let us down. I'm still sad that we don't get Danny Boyle. I think that would have been, Great, but you know, I mm. I have faith well, that Fukunaga uh, can Fukunaga. do well. <laughs> you remember the ones um, Skyfall first came out, or when they were first developing it? You know, before the whole MGM delay thing. Uh, the original screenwriter, it was a big deal. It was going to be Peter Morgan, who's the playwright and screenwriter who did like Rush and Frost Nixon and The Queen. And that was such a big land that they got this this huge writer to do the movie and. He then dropped out and eventually was replaced, you know, by John Logan, the guy who wrote, uh, you know, the Star Trek Nemesis or something like that. <laughs> uh, not exactly like dream replacement. And then the movie turned out great. Well, then also, um, you know, J.J. Abrams directed uh, the um, <laughs> the Force Awakens, and we got Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, look, the, the just quickly the synopsis. I mean, we'll go. The cast is the main talking point, but I mean, we do have a brief line of the synopsis that uh, you know it's not exactly anything new here because guess what? James Bond isn't an agent anymore. Oh, 
<laughs> Must have taken what spoilers? Neil Purvis and Robert Wade a long time to come up with this story. So it needs to be the story of the last like eight James Bond films. Um, James Bond has left active service and is living in Jamaica when his friend Felix Leiter enlists the help of uh, his help for the search of a missing scientist. When it becomes apparent they were abducted, Bond must confront a danger the likes of which the world has never seen. He's going up against vegans. I'm just saying it right now. Um, <laughs> just. They're going to have man buns too. I just know it. Remy Malik is a man bun wearing vegan <laughs> cyclist. Uh, he's probably French too. French. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's gone back to Jamaica to find honey. Like, you know, under yeah. the mango tree, still selling all the, the shells and everything. She's moved on from Miami. Uh, I mean, not really much to talk about there, but I mean, it's again, it's exciting that straight away you hear the words Felix Leiter enlists his help to search for a missing scientist. So, I mean, Felix, the return of Felix, that's what we're all excited for with this one, aren't we? Yeah, because he wasn't in the last one. He wasn't in the last two, I guess. His name so, was mentioned in the last one. Yeah, which gave me a very interesting theory, because there, of course, has been talk that... Uh, well, talk for since the last movie came out that Monica Bellucci was going to come back. And, of course, we know that she's the new Della. Um, <laughs> she went off with Felix in that movie. So can you imagine oh that God. she comes back to Della and we get Felix's arm off and everything? I mean, it's, ex- it's exciting, though, because I think uh, Jeffrey Wright, he hasn't really had the chance yet to – do anything big. I mean, what he had in Casino Royale was your typical Felix role. What he had in Quantum of Solace was your typical Felix role. But there was a little bit more to him there. And Jeffrey Wright is, like, such a great actor. I mean, I've loved him since... uh, The first one I saw him in was uh, Ang Lee's movie, Ride with the Devil, a Civil War movie he did. And every time he's been in a movie since then, even if it's a small role, I'm like, oh, that guy from Ride with the Devil is so good. Uh, I'm hoping that if he took the last two movies off and he's coming back now, that they're going to give him some type of purpose. You know, even if it isn't, you know, a duh again, uh, we need something out of Felix. So that's exciting that he's back. Um, There is some speculation, though, you know, of course, with the Jamaica filming location and the missing scientist thing, uh, you could kind of tie it a little bit to Dr. No. That's what uh, a lot of people are speculating that uh, Rami Malek will play Doctor. I don't think it'll be that far, but I feel like, especially after Spectre, where they had a lot of little ties to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, that that may be one of the new things going forward. They're like, we're never going to remake these movies, but let's take elements of them, and we'll kind of rework that into a new story. So if we get some, you know, Doctor No throwbacks here, I, I personally, I prefer the idea of just these little nods to say a single movie as opposed to you know die another day where we're gonna have 116 you know uh little gadgets appearing that all are tied to every single movie that's ever been made and of course um just quickly the best thing about doing 007 compared to the Oz network is i can press these buttons oh it's die another day because you mentioned it um <laughs> Yeah, I consider myself luckier than the audience because they have to listen to that after post-production. Shut up. I just hear Ben going, and this! No, it's Madonna! Shut up. You heard it. Um, first time we've been to Jamaica since Live and Let Die, uh, and the first time that we have filmed in Jamaica since Live and Let Die. Of course, um, yeah, iconic through Dr. No, but... Um, you know, they, they seem to ignore Jamaica and go to the Bahamas a lot instead. So, uh, your second honeymoon, Jamaica. Actually, funny story, yeah. at the time of recording this, 
it looks as though our honeymoon might actually be going to Jamaica. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm going you there know, for cool runnings, not for James Bond. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, side notes on honeymoon here. Uh, I, I was talking to Jamie. She she talks a lot about oh. When do you think we'll go back to the Bahamas? I'm like, well, I don't know. She's like, I just hope this time that you don't make me go to every single James Bond location on the first day. Because our first day of our honeymoon, I'm like, all right, this is where Casino Royale was. That's the parking lot over there. Okay, this is the beach for Sean Connery. And, of course, we're married, like, what, 48 hours at this point. She's like, oh, oh, nice. Now she's not going to be nearly as patient with me. So enjoy it if you go. For the hopefully at least the first day, Mallory will humor you. Well, well, for the most part, actually, the honeymoon's all about going to New York. It just happens that we're going on a cruise from New York to the Caribbean, and the ones we've looked at is Jamaica. So we might not end up there. But Wait, um... are, are you intentionally covering every filming location from Live and Let Die? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the Live and Let Die honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> did, did you find Sam and Nick on a map? Is that yes, where you're going to end your return? I did. Uh, we're going to get kidnapped and, you know, on a train and all that sort of stuff. Baron Samity's going to be there. Um... Just on Rami Malek, though, uh, I mean, the worst-kept secret. Uh, I, of course, am very excited. <laughs> um, I was a huge Bohemian Rhapsody fan. Listen to... Um, double, you're listening to 007, the Oz Network. Uh, <laughs> I'm so used to tagging 007 on the Oz Network that I've got to do it the other way around. Um, this marks the third consecutive Bond film in which the main villain is an Academy Award winner. So, a bit of a trend going on here, I think, with what they're doing. Um, fingers crossed for Helen Mirren for Bond 26. Um, actually, that wouldn't be the worst casting in the world. I don't know why I'm making a joke out of that. Um, hang on. Fingers crossed for Sandra Bullock for Bond 26. <laughs> as long as it's not Natalie Portman. Hey, come on now. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Like, come on now. <laughs> oh, Mr. Fuganga. Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Marissa Tomei for the next Bond villain. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. Jennifer Hudson, yes. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm excited for this. I mean, like, you know, uh, yes, you're probably going to bag up Bohemian Rhapsody here for a second. But, I mean, outside of Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek, very talented actor. And he kind of just has that look about him that I think will fit. The, you know, some actors just have a look that you can see, like, he can play a good person who's going to be evil. And I've never seen Rami Malek outside of Bohemian Rhapsody, so I don't know what he, you know, what his role was in Mr. Robot or anything like that. So that's a lie. He was in 24. I have seen him. Um, I can barely remember him in 24. But, yeah, I, Rami Malek, your thoughts right now. Worst kept secret that he's going to be the Bond villain, but now he is. Uh, no, considering you have heard me rant about Bohemian Rhapsody and Rami Malek for so long, um, I think we did more episodes on Bohemian Rhapsody than we did on Spectre. Uh, <laughs> but believe it or not, I don't hate this uh, for a couple reasons. One, a, I, I haven't seen him in anything else other than 24 that I don't remember him from and Bohemian Rhapsody. But um, I know that he's considered to be a good actor. And I know that those people which is the majority of people who saw Bohemian Rhapsody kind of agree with me that, you know, the faults of that movie was not necessarily his performance. Now I still stand by, I don't think he deserved an Oscar for that movie because I think he did a great impression of a celebrity. Everybody knew in a role that was poorly written, poorly developed and really had nothing to it. Uh, And if nobody ever knew, I'll I'll keep saying this until you finally agree that Bohemian Rhapsody is a bad movie. But if nobody knew who Freddie Mercury was, if this was a fictional character created for a fictional movie called Bohemian Rhapsody, nobody would have given him an Oscar. Nobody would give the movie any Oscars. It's only because, oh, we know who Freddie Mercury is. But he is very acclaimed outside of that. I know the Mr. Robot show is considered to be, you know, pretty, pretty respectable. 
And he does have the look of a Bond villain. Now, my first reaction was he he looks kind of wimpy to play James Bond's nemesis. But if you go back over the classic Bond movies, I mean, Dr. No, I mean, aside from Red Grant, like maybe even Goldfinger looks a little bit more intimidating, but like Dr. No, Largo, Blofeld even, he has the sinister look, but he's a small guy. Uh, Scaramanga is another one of the few exceptions, but like most of the Bond villains in those classic movies, they looked like Bond could have taken them out with one slap across the face. And I want more of a sinister villain who will have all of his henchmen do his work for him. So casting him, who I know standing next to Daniel Craig would never be able to hold his own in his fu- in a fight, makes me think that maybe we'll get some good henchmen for once. Because it's been a while since we've really had like a henchman crazy Bond movie. Like, really, when was the last time there was a major henchman in a Bond movie? I uh, Die Another Day, Zhao? It would be. I mean, Dave Batista was in it. You know, it was not really a major one, was he? So, um, yeah, would it have to yeah. be Zhao? Um, but I mean, is, is is Dave Batista dead? You know, like I mean, we never saw yeah, a body. Like there's know. rumors around that. Like if Blofeld comes back, does does Dave Batista come back? But yeah, no, I I'm with you. I think we talked a lot about that, didn't we? Sort of in the lead up to our you know coverage of 20 million coverages of Spectre. Um, that it was exciting to have a a henchman back. But yeah, it's it's been really a long time since we've had such a you know a, a focus on the henchman um mm-hmm. which just before i lead into kind of some of these other casting bits as well i just i'm, I'm kind of reading a little bit here about mr robot so i'm kind of tempted to watch mr robot before this comes out next year to kind of you know just not focus purely on him being freddie mercury uh and the three or four episodes of 24 that neither of us remember him being in um <laughs> But, I mean, this actually sounds quite interesting in terms of the casting of this because uh, B.D. Wong, uh, as in Dr. Henry Wu, is in Mr. Robot. Bobby Cannavale has apparently joined the cast this season, so that's exciting. And some other former cast members, Gloria Rubin, who was in ER for a long time, um, used to be in it. So Mallory's just started making me watch Suits. And, you know, going into that, the only person I know is, of course, is Megan Markle. Uh, and so I don't really know any of the others, but at least this one with Mr. Robot, I've heard of some people. So yeah, maybe I'll put that on the bucket list between now and Bond 25 to on, see uh, On the Gloria Rubin uh, fan train here, she starred in a really good long-running Canadian TV show, which was originally called 1-800-MISSING and then was just called Missing. Uh, so uh, I don't even know if she's Canadian, but she did like a long-running Canadian show here too. Man, he keeps good company, doesn't he? Christian Slater as well. That's a name I haven't heard since 1993. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Everyone's making a comeback. Um, yeah, the other sort of confirmed people coming back, uh, Leia Seydoux, you mentioned, that wasn't really a secret. I think she said that ages ago that she'll be coming back, which I think is good. I think kind of on the way that Spectre ended you kind of need to bring it back. But, I mean, it's kind of... And we might sort of, at the end of this, just give a brief speculation of what we think might happen. Because, I mean, you know, we kind of discussed this, didn't we, Inspector, that are they going to kill her off? Is this going to be the Honor Majesty's Secret Service? You know, go on a bit of a revenge. Um, obviously, Ray Fiennes is coming back as M, which is fantastic. Naomi Harris, Academy Award nominee, Naomi Harris, uh, mm-hmm. is coming back as Money Penny. Uh, ben Wishaw, everybody's favourite Q... Um, I have rewatched the Daniel Craig films actually fairly recently, and I have to say I'm still not a huge fan, but he did grow on me, you know, a little bit in the rewatches, especially Inspector, right? Yeah, I mean, just I always forget that scene when he makes that joke and he just starts laughing at himself. 
<laughs> and then when uh, James Bond basically threatens his cat. Um, uh, and oh, like, are we not excited for Rory Kinnear coming back as Tanner? Yes, oh, Tanner yeah. on the Thames is back. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, so our, our main our main crew is back. So uh, I, I don't really know if there's much really to talk about there. I do like here on the casting list, we have David Den- Denkick Dentich as Waldo. So <laughs> no, I'm- no, no. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Say that again. <laughs> Denkich. <laughs> Dankish. <laughs> um, playing Waldo. So this is actually just going to be Where's Waldo oh. in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> you better be wearing we red and white There he is. Uh, and again, conti- continuing on a bit of a trend of uh, James Bond casting Danish actors. So um, you know, is um. Is Waldo going to be one of the missing scientists that he needs to find? That would be so funny. <laughs> I just, if they do, you have to have a one-liner from Bond. Like, you know, yeah. we need to find scientists. Waldo, and Bond, like, Waldo, where's Waldo? <laughs> like, come on. Just, it sells itself. Oh, grow up, 007. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess, the ones that we've had announced, um, which we don't really know who they are. Uh, so we've got Anna de Armas. Now, not familiar with her. She's a Cuban Spanish actress. Um, so obviously our knowledge of Cuban Spanish films uh, has uh, not quite reached here. She was in Blade Runner 2049. Um, she's been in a bunch of other things. Mainly it looks as though these are sort of Spanish productions that she's been in. She's, uh, got to say, quite an attractive looking uh, woman. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing her. Speaking of attractive, Billy Magnuson. See, again, I'm equal opportunity perv, as I always like to say. Um, now, I, I look at his film credits... And I've seen things that he's in. I mean, I've seen Gay Night. He's been in Blue Bloods. Uh, he was in The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Um, so, I mean, I've seen him in things. Obviously, he's not that memorable that I don't know him. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, Spy, which I guess that's oh. one you you like. I mean, are you yeah. familiar with Billy Magnuson? No, never heard of him. No, well, there you go. <laughs> he's going to be in Aladdin. Um, he was in Bridge of Spies. Um, yeah, so... He's in Bridget Jones Spy? <laughs> Didn't you see that one? <laughs> <laughs> straight to straight to DVD. I uh, wasn't that good. <laughs> I'm trying to see who he played. I'm, I'm scrolling through it here. He's got so many film credits. Who did he play in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Oh, was I, maybe I was reading that wrong. Maybe I was reading Bridge of Spies instead. I swear I saw Tinker Tailor Soldier Spies. No, Tinker. So Bridget Jones Spy <laughs> and Tinker Tailor Soldier Thighs. <laughs> okay, I was wrong. It was Bridge of Spies, not Tinker Tailor. There's a oh. word "spy" in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he played in that movie, Doug Forrester. Oh. You might be familiar... It's a terrible with, movie, I didn't get You it. might be familiar with The Great Gilly Hopkins, where he played Ella. That's what I know him from. <laughs> um, so yes, we don't really know who he is. Uh, and there's also, the one I guess we probably are most familiar with, uh, having seen the esteemed Captain Marvel, Marvel, oh. uh, of course, <laughs> is Lashana Lynch, who, if people are wondering who she was in Captain Marvel, she was, uh, Captain Marvel's friend, the, the, her pilot. Um, which I guess is what she's coming to this maybe best known for, would you say? Uh, I mean, looking yeah. at her filmography. Nothing. Known. She was in The Bill. Oh, my God, The Bill. <laughs> Do you know what that is? <laughs> was... I don't know, but I think I recognize it from Powder Room. <laughs> oh, what a movie uh, or a TV show, whatever that was. Um, and Dali Ben Salah is the other one who... Apparently is so unfamous they don't even have a Wikipedia page. So, uh, look, <laughs> I, I I do 
I like this. I think this is what Bond does well, obviously, is kind of cast these people who aren't really well, super well-known, and they generally become, you know, more well-known for being in a Bond film. I mean, last they do, you would argue, hey, that rhymed, uh, you know, outside of being in what Mission Impossible and uh, <laughs> Blue is the Warmest Colour, um, that she wasn't that well-known, I think, to kind of non-French audiences. So, you know, she's kind of gotten a bit of a profile since Bond as well. I mean, again, I know she was in Mission Impossible, but... Yeah, I mean, what's your take on kind of casting these people who, yeah, we don't really know that well, but I guess we will in about 12 months' time? You know, I don't want actors I know that well. I, I want Bond to be the launching pad for actors. Because like, let's just look at Pierce Brosnan and Up, because that's where, you know, we can actually say we remember whether these people are known or Nobody knew who Fomka Jansen was when GoldenEye came out. Nobody outside of, you know, uh, Hong Kong knew who Michelle Yeoh was. Uh, Sophie Marceau, barely known. Denise Richards, unfortunately, was. Halle <laughs> Berry, unfortunately, was. You're seeing a trend here. The ones who are unknown turn out to be really good. And the ones who are known, you end up being disappointed with. And, like, Eva Green, she, I think she'd done one English language movie maybe at that point, And now look at her. Like, she's, you know, got that uh, pen... Penny Dreadful TV show, the um, that weird-looking Tim Burton-like movie she did last year, the Mrs. Peculiar or whatever. I like when we get actors that you discover them through James Bond. And it would be fine to cast known actors. Like Sometimes you cast unknown actors because you want the lead star to get all the attention. I mean, nobody's going to notice anybody if Daniel Craig's in the movie or even if, if James Bond is in the movie. But... I can't think of many actors who had any type of fame or recognition before being in Bond that actually cared about them in the role as in a Bond movie. Mm, yeah, that's that's true. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I think kind of they've done that very well, uh, particularly over the last sort of uh, you know, well, I mean, last twenty four films, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there have been some exceptions, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I guess really though, I mean, that's kind of all we've got to talk about. I mean, are you disappointed that we didn't get a title? Why? Why do you think we got a title? They've sort of come out and said. Oh, we were still working on that. Uh, I mean, is this just showing problems with script and they just don't know what to... Because the title, generally, I feel, in a James Bond film is probably the, one of the first things they come up with once they've written the script. Yeah, I just think so much has changed in the last five years or whatever. I, I mean, when you look at The Force Awakens, for example, the title was revealed before the trailer... But then for The Last Jedi and you know now The Rise of Skywalker, they waited until they had the first trailer. And even The Avengers has done that now. They're like, when we have the trailer, then you'll know the title. That's almost become a new way to promote a movie because trailers come out every single week and you know there'll be tons of views. But that doesn't seem to be enough to just get people talking as soon as you have a trailer anymore. But when you have a title to go with it, it seems to make so much more news. So it kind of makes sense to me, although I am disappointed, but... I think even going back to the Pierce Brosnan movies, that's the way it was done as well. I don't remember knowing the title The World Is Not Enough until it was revealed in the trailer. And maybe the same for Tomorrow Never Dies. Now, having said that, like those movies are even Die Another Die Another Day, it was the same thing. I think the trailer was revealed, uh, the title revealed with the trailer. Uh, those trailers came out long before the movie did. So maybe there's hope that they'll do a trailer, you know, a month or two from now, like a very early trailer. And we'll get the title then. And that, that I think that also makes it a little more exciting when you're watching the first trailer and then you're waiting for that last moment and they reveal the title. And sometimes you're like, oh, what a great title. And other times you're like, oh, the rise of Skywalker. 
<laughs> well, in the age of the internet, generally, it's always like 90% negative and then, you know, it will die yeah. down eventually. Um, I, I have to say too, quickly, I mean, this, this week, I, I thought it was going to be very odd, uh, very odd timing for them to be doing this announcement just basically when maybe the biggest movie in history is being released with Endgame. Um, but you got to mm-hmm. say the, the coverage of this actually was quite significant, I thought, uh, which just yeah. shows the power of James Bond still. After all these years, because I mean, you know, the MCU is only two films away, basically, from catching up to 25 films just like Bond has. And they've done this in, you know, 11 years, whereas Bond has done it now in close to 60 years. But again, just just a slight little word there. I think it's just brilliant to see that Bond still gets that attention uh, in in the, the spectrum of how big this week was for, you know, movies with Avengers really taking over. And you know what else is great is that... You know, Barbara Broccoli addressed several things that in today's day and age, it's all, oh, you need to do this just for, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like variety, like you need to have a female lead actor or a female director and stuff like that. And she kind of shot these things down. Mm -hmm. Um, It it is uh, newsworthy that we have, from what I understand, I think the first female screenwriter attached to this movie uh, one of the four screenwriters, Phoebe Waller, something or other, Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge, which man, I was disgusted when I clicked on her filmography and realized that she's actually an actor and played the really really annoying droid in Solo, the Star Wars oh, movie last year. Oh shit, yeah. Oh god. But I guess she's primarily a writer slash actor. You right. know, I could forgive her because that was a terrible character. But I mean, that's a big, uh, uh, another newsworthy thing. But that hasn't been the focus, mm. and that I think that has so much to do with the way Barbara Broccoli's handled herself with this. I mean, I think we talked about we were even doing the Casino Royale episodes originally. That um, originally it didn't get that much attention because it was just assumed that when they did this harder, uh, more violent, more gritty Bond, that it had more of say Michael G. Wilson's influence and that it only came out, you know, probably by the time Quantum of Solace came out that like Barbara Broccoli was the one who said from the beginning, I want these movies to be more violent. I want them to be more realistic. And she made a lot of comments in this press conference uh, about would there ever be a black James Bond? And she said, yeah, we wouldn't rule that out. And they said, well, will there ever be a female James Bond? And she says, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, and she was, she was applauded for the way she said it. She says, James Bond was written as a man, and I believe because of how iconic this character is, that's what he should stay. But we've worked really hard to make these movies something that are also important for the female actors in them. And I think they've done a great job for that. And I I, I just think the more time passes, the more you realize how much – not just how much influence Barbara Broccoli has, but how important her influence has been – because it's so subtle the way that she's done things like giving development. We always knew that Vesper was going to have great character development because the character that's the way Ian Fleming wrote the character. But going on from like Skyfall, she's like, I'm going to go as far as to say our Bond girl is going to be M. And then Spectre, you know, I'm going to have a character with a real backstory. And, you know, now with this new one, she's also saying like the female roles are going to be off the chart, but they're not the focus. This is still Bond's movie. Quick Closing out bit, uh, again, we're going to do so many of these episodes in the next 12 months, considering how many did we did for Spectre. We had a lot more information for Spectre, and we're already starting here. But give give me a brief outline or some brief theories about what could happen 
in this film because I think the main thing that we are going to have to try and work out between now and April next year is how do they close the Daniel Craig era out of James Bond in a way that more than likely they wish to continue using a lot of what they've already established moving forward. So, so give me give me a couple of outlandish theories and maybe we'll remember this. We probably won't. Uh, and come back in, uh, you know, after we've seen it and go, hey, remember that time that you said that James Bond is going to sleep with Donald Trump? It was correct. <laughs> or when Blofeld snaps his fingers yeah. and one half of the world's population just disappear. <laughs> the other half that uh, Thanos didn't get. Like, they're, they're working together. <laughs> Hey, you have seen I the Avengers Endgame. I, I saw Infinity War. Did I just spoil something else? You did. did you, how did you know Blofeld oh. was in it? Oh. oh. Well, now i got more reason to see it. <laughs> okay, let's start with the easiest one. This is the speculation, I think, just from the end of Spectre, everybody assumed, and that's that you know Bond does officially leave, and this movie starts with him just living a normal life, and at some point, you're going to have... What is Leia Sidhu's character's name? Madeline, <laughs> Madeline Swan. Madeline, right. You're going to have Madeline die. And then that sets Bond off on you know this new mission or whatever, a more revenge mission. Basically, what was always intended, going from Honor Majesty's Secret Service to... In the books, You Only Live Twice really did fall through with that. But in the movies, they drop the ball with Diamonds Are Forever. And I remember even talking about when we did one of our Spectre episodes, one of our many Spectre episodes... Uh, that uh, Peter Hunt on the commentary for Honor Majesty's Secret Service mentioned that his plan was he wanted the movie to end with the wedding and that the next movie, Diamonds Are Forever, was going to start with them driving away and then Tracy getting shot and then you go from there. And unfortunately, Diamonds Are Forever, the great revenge story we could have had was just all but dropped in the opening sequence. So I think that that first section of the movie that they're talking about with Bond on vacation that's where Madeline Swan's going to be in the movie. I don't see her having a huge role after that. Uh, I think all the Bond movies, you need something fresh each time. And there have been other times in the past where they have wanted to bring back the female lead, and they've always shied away from it. You know, Anya was supposed to come back after The Spy Who Loved Me, uh, the, like as a lead role. Uh, Michelle Yeoh was supposed to come back uh, after Tomorrow Never Dies. They talk about bringing Halle Berry back. Thank God that never happened. Uh, but <laughs> I don't see them really bringing back and having her the main Bond girl again. I think this will go more the Skyfall route where once Madeline's gone, it's just going to be sort of Bond on his own. And it may be the movie that ends without Bond ending up with somebody, you know, similar to Skyfall. Uh, the scientist thing, like, it does kind of lead me to believe it'll be similar to Dr. No. Like, hey, he had these operatives just sort of being killed off and disappearing. And I don't think they'll go as far as having Dr. No in it. James Bond's not going to die um, because I feel like they th – this is where I f find this a little bit tough because this will be Daniel Craig's final Bond movie. And Barbara Broccoli addressed that as well. She's like, you know, we're not writing ourselves into a corner. Uh, if he wants to stay on, maybe, but they're not going to keep him on at his age and he's not going to do it because they're not going to want to wait 10 years for him to agree to do another one. So th this will tie up his movies, but I don't feel like they're ever going to tie it up so much that they can't jump into the next one. Because if they just keep rebooting it each time a new actor's cast, then it loses its appeal. The way that it worked and the way that uh, it it always was successful in the past was – one Bond actor leaves, and then you pick up the next movie as if it's either the same guy, or he still has some of the same history. Roger Moore was the same character. 
but only every once in a while do you ever reference the history. The tone will probably change, but I feel like it's just going to be the same character in the next movie. It gets a little tough, though, because they have written this whole series as if it's his entire career. We had them addressing Bond's age and, uh, you know, I guess how um, how much his job had hit him physically and emotionally and everything, you know, even by the time we got to Skyfall. So is there a way that they can tie this up and not have it just be the end of James Bond and start new? I really hope they do that because I think that's the smart way to go. But it's going to be tough to pull off because it feels like you've told an entire character's story arc in five movies. And that's where I think it's, yeah, the, the, this is where I, this is the type of film to have that type of speculation the most because you're right. Like, this is the first time we've had so many Bond films just feel so connected. Uh, you know, they were all their own entities and you could get away with just like, hey, look, he's Roger Moore. It was Sean Connery last time around, but hey, whatever. Uh, my my theory, which is not really a theory, it's just, you know, the, the long-standing fan theory, which, you know, I almost would be okay with, even though it would cause probably a bit of people to get pissed off, is do the whole that James Bond isn't a person, it's just a title they give to 007, oh. 007 and then that way they can get away with that. Um, and, then, you know, then you can easily cast a black Bond or even a female Bond. Like, you could do that if it was just a title. Um, but so the next guy comes in, he's like, What's your name? It's Carrie Fukunaga. <laughs> and they're like, Nope, no more. You are now James Bond. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I think it's kind of going to be, I mean, it's, it's an interesting time sort of through these films because obviously this is going to be the first time since, um, you only live twice, wouldn't it? Since we know that it's the James Bond's last movie, right? Um, it's been a long time yes. since it's been heavily publicised. I mean, Roger Moore, every film was his last one. Uh, Pierce Except Brosnan, for View to a Kill. <laughs> yeah, Pierce Brosnan was all but fired. Um, Sean Connery mm-hmm. in Diamonds Are Forever. Did they know he was not coming back after Diamonds Are Forever? Um, he, well, he said he was, but of course he said he was two movies earlier than that as well. Yeah, so You Only Live Twice is really the only one, maybe, that you would say you knew it was 100% their last film. So... That's going to be interesting in terms of the writing side of things. Um, I, I, my, I, I feel Leia said is dying very quickly in this movie because I mean, when was the last time we even had a returning Bond girl? Like that hasn't happened in a long time, uh, except for M. M. Well, M didn't return, <laughs> did she? She died. <laughs> she was a Bond girl. No. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, you're listening to us, please let us know. Like, it's it's going to be fun to kind of speculate. And, obviously, um, you know, there was... One of the other filming locations is Norway. They've done some filming there. And, you know, there were some leaked photos of, of a masked character, which, you know, like, oh, who's this? Who's this? So, people are speculating around that. But I, I don't buy into the Doctor No theories. I No. 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 No, I don't buy into the <laughs> Doctor No. <laughs> and, and, yeah, just, just to reiterate what I said earlier, but I don't think this is going to be... Doctor No, but I feel like there's a possibility, especially with this being like the 25th movie, that they'll the way that they've sort of paid homage to Honor Majesty's Secret Service in several ways with Spectre, they'll do similar things with Doctor No with this one. They're like, let's go back to the original, you know, 25 movies later, and we might see Jamaica, we might have somebody driving a boat, uh, we may may or may not have a dragon, uh, <laughs> but we're not going to have Doctor No. Yeah. <laughs> Still burning there, quarrel. <laughs> we might have somebody, you know, liking people who are friends with people. We might have somebody, you know, are you Waldo? Maybe. <laughs> there may or may not be mangoes in the background. 
They might be, you know, a woman in a bikini singing a song about mango. You know, I I really don't like the the very obvious references to Bond, uh, past Bond movies, like what they did in Die Another Day. But I'm all for somebody just uttering the lines, "We'll be back with our dogs, please. <laughs> We're back, back with the dogs." <laughs> or, or like we literally after 25 years, finally. We told you we'd be back. We're finally back. It's taken us <laughs> nearly 60 years, but we're here. <laughs> Mr. Bond. <laughs> That's how Madeline dies. The dogs come back. <laughs> no, she's crushed and burnt by a dragon. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> she has to be. And as she's dying and burning death, there's another skeleton next to her. Who's that? That was Quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> Still not a tear shed. <laughs> uh, just quickly before we close out as well, uh, we did post on our socials, um, you know, we asked if there were any questions that you had about this that you'd like us to uh, answer. And Martin Wiley uh, sent us a question saying, do you think we will get more humour in Bond 25? Um, that's a good question. I think we got a bit more of it in Spectre, obviously. So they've kind of improved that along the way with each of the Daniel Craig. So I hope we do. I think... You know, after all the Marvel movies and everything, kind of, you know, it's it's a thing now that you have to have this in no matter what type of tone the movie is. So I, I think we will. I mean, Bond is Bond. Even Casino Royale had like a minute of humour in it. So, yeah, yeah, you've got to have humour somewhere in a Bond film. And movies have changed so much. Like, it, it, it's funny that for the longest time, like Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, that trilogy, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, influenced everything where everything had to get so dark, so serious and that's kind of what um, burnt DC a little bit in their early movies. And it wasn't that there was anything wrong with those movies, but it's just I think people tired of that. The same thing happened with, like, destroying cities, what the Transformers movies did. And by the time you got the first Avengers movie, people were like, you know, we're kind of tired of that. Not that there was anything wrong with the previous movies that did that, maybe with some of the Transformers. But <laughs> um, with these Dark Knight movies, everything just got to be, oh, this is like the Dark Knight. It's like the Dark Knight. And – People have kind of passed that now, and I feel like Skyfall was like the Dark Knight. So once we got Spectre and they realized, well, audiences want a little bit more fun now, Spectre got to be fun. And I think you've gone as dark and as serious and dramatic as you can get with Skyfall. And the only thing you could really do, I feel like, to go out on is to just make like a hugely fun movie. Because I think people also, you know, uh, they forget sometimes that the most popular Bond movies are the ones that not necessarily the most outlandish, but the ones that are just kind of a fun popcorn movie, like Goldfinger, The Spy Who Loved Me. These are the movies that people loved. And yeah, you'll always hear people say From Rush With Love is the best Bond movie. But as far as what people's preference is, like almost any person on any given day will say, I'd rather watch The Spy Who Loved Me or Goldfinger. So that's the way I think you have to go out on, is you have to go out just with a movie that's not only got some humor in it, but is fun. It's a little bit more action. Uh, and also, I think they they tested the waters with Spectre, like you said. And now's the time where if, if you've done this buildup of Casino Royale to Bond 25, and with each movie you've gotten a little bit closer to that classic Bond style, this is going to come full circle. Like, what better way to end Daniel Craig's run than to go from Casino Royale, which barely felt like a Bond movie at all, and then have them end up as it now we're finally at that point where this is a classic traditional Bond movie. So you're basically saying they're going full die another day with this movie. Yes! Like, hello. Oh. Yes! <laughs> I do want to throw in not uh, another listener question, because um, who has the time for that? But uh, <laughs> We've got so with, uh... many, we've only got time to answer 
the one that got sent in. <laughs> it, it all we gave ourselves 24 hours. I'm sure with 48 we would have gotten two. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason Noah, why we didn't get more. <laughs> Noah, who of course couldn't be here, um, you were sleeping at the time that this announcement came out. I still am. Uh, I expected that. <laughs> <laughs> that Noah would have been the one who just slept through it because he doesn't have time for this. Uh, I was on my way walking to work and you know forgot it was coming up. You slept in, and all of a sudden we start getting all these messages from Noah. And this was basically his reaction uh, in our group chat. He was, God, what a waste of time. Quite literally, no new information whatsoever. I imagine the reaction to that will be incredibly negative, except for Jeffrey Wright returns! <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, which then, of course, our conversation uh, ended up on me saying, yeah, I don't think that we need to do an episode on this. And <laughs> Noah says, yeah, I'm out on this one. There is literally nothing to talk about. Well, by that stage, it already teased our social media pages that we were doing an episode. So Martin couldn't have sent us in a question. Colin, <laughs> I'm here for Martin. You might not be, but I am. <laughs> we've got 47 well, we minutes probably- worth of content. Come on. Yeah. We proved Noah wrong. We had 47 minutes of nothing to talk about, okay? In your thanks, face grows. Thanks, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Go off and live your perfect life over there in Korea where you're too busy to do shit with us anymore. I move countries, you know, but I still do them more than you is do. Is Noah the James Bond of 007? Like, book James Bond. I know this is going to go over your head, Ben, because you can't read. But he, 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 lives this, he lives this life you know, living the spy world and everything, discussing James Bond, doing this podcast, getting very involved, slowly gets less involved, eventually has a major life change, ends up in Asia somewhere, forgets who he is or where he came from, and fathers a child that he's probably never going to see. That's your future, Noah. How did you know he was a father? You really do talk to him a lot more. (laughs) Little baby Bubba Groves going around the place. (laughs) Noah Groves Jr. (laughs) Like Quarrel Jr. <laughs> Looks the same, but not quite the same. <laughs> Instantly forgettable. Uh, no one really cares about them. Um, but thank you, Martin, for sending in your question and for everybody listening. We will be back, no doubt, with more of these as the more we get information. Probably won't do another Bond 25 episode realistically until there's a trailer or something like that, unless something huge you know, comes out, you know, Sean Connery officially announces he's returning to the Bond franchise or something like that. Um, now, there's a there's a scoop. Um, so, but in the meantime, obviously we realise it's been a while since we do these. Uh, we we are planning on doing more. Uh, we're just a bit Can busy at the moment. I'm getting there. <laughs> I don't tell you how to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take over? Would you like to get in the driver's seat? Backseat driver. Um, our next commentary is supposedly meant to be Diamonds Are Forever, but uh, again, we're going to wait for Noah for that one, so good fucking luck ever doing that. So um, we might end up doing another commentary based purely on... We might even just come on air and go, what are we going to do, Colin? And just randomly choose something. Cool, we're doing this. Um, so who knows? But that will be our next one. And also, uh, James Bond Jr. Uh, is... Yeah. A, is that what you were wanting me to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you waited six months for this, people. Uh, we've talked about this for a long time, doing James Bond Jr. But um, that, yeah, no. You, you, I've never seen it. I don't think I've seen an episode of James Bond Jr. Maybe I have. It's been an art. Fucking no, I don't remember what I did ten minutes ago. <laughs> Who is this? Who are you? Who's Martin? Um, 
<laughs> Who's Noah? <laughs> who are you? Who, 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 who? Uh, CSI coming soon to 007. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. It'll probably be six months we do another one. Colin's about to... Well, he's not. His wife's about to pop up, pop out babies, Bubba, Bubba Hildings. And... Well... <laughs> Yes. Uh, no, I was I was going to say we should probably let people know like we haven't been lazy. We would no. love to be we'd probably rather be doing Bond episodes now, but of course our other show Double Oz 7, you know, we had Yo, 52 the, Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot where I am. Who are you? <laughs> Who's Martin? Who's Fukunaka? Noah? <laughs> Fukunaka. <laughs> Um, our other show, The Oz Network, we have 52 uh, weeks worth of episodes to fill. And because my wife and I are expecting a baby at the time this is going out within two weeks, you know, we basically have to record a year's worth of episodes. Once that's done, which hopefully shouldn't be too long, uh, we can start focusing on the fun stuff, which is Bond. But in the meantime, that James Bond Jr. episode is something that I was looking to cover on The Oz Network. Uh, just as kind of a fun one-off episode, and we might as well, you know, just get to that and then put it out on both shows. So I, I'm fairly certain that'll be coming within the next couple of weeks, and then we'll plan something after that, and we'll set a deadline. And if yes. we don't meet that <laughs> deadline, Noah Groves is dead to us again. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, okay, we'll we'll do that. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, you would have noticed, by the way, in the last uh, last time we did an episode, we changed our logo. So hope you like it. Um, <laughs> that happened. And other than that, I Google it right. Nothing else to do. You're googling our new logo. Did you not see it? <laughs> you saw it. I yeah, sent it to you. Epi- when would I see it? We haven't put out an episode. <laughs> I sent it to you in our group chat when it was. It's on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. <laughs> But I haven't had to look at it in what three months since it's gone up. <laughs> One third of our our hostess hostesses <laughs> doesn't even know. Like you know, Martin's on the ball more. Martin, would you like to come on and be a co-host of this show? I think you might fill in the void. You're all turning. Please stop here. Where are you, Noah Groves? <laughs> yeah, are illegitimate nature. Do we have to kill another Bond actor off? We're looking at you, Connery. <laughs> tick tick. He's dead now. He is so dead. <laughs> So, you could have at least had Dalton and given us something to look forward so, to. Somebody please go check on Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm just quickly Googling him right now. He hasn't died, has he? Um, the coroner sees him come in with the toe tag. Is like, oh my God, Ben and Colin did it again. Uh, no, the latest headline is from uh, the Scotsman.com. Sir Sean Connery honoured with a nude image in New Art Centre opposite uh, Edinburgh Birthplace. Oh, thank God. <laughs> wants to go for our honeymoon next time. <laughs> <laughs> naked Sean. Now, is this Naked Sean Connery is like a 20-year-old or Naked Sean Connery is an 88-year-old? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can see the new logo. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Well, you can also see the new logo. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and leave us some feedback because, again, as I say in all our shows, the more you leave us feedback, the more we get out there and the more people listen outside of Martin. Thanks, Martin. Appreciate you. You're my mate. Um, what happened to Bryn Groves? Where are you, Bryn Groves? You used to always message in. Um, good to see you. Oh, so we've finally solved that you really are Noah. <laughs> you also disappear when Noah disappears. Ooh. Anyway, uh, my name is Ben, and I, too, didn't think of a title for this episode. And my name is Fukunaga. Colin Fukunaga. Fukunaga.